Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here, on another thrilling and thought-provoking Thursday for Torch Report 503. Are they planning the next crisis? Is this the beginning of the next pandemic, friends? From suspicious deaths to the mysterious outbreaks of a new disease, all the patterns point toward central planning, uh, really facilitating the next uh, the next great pandemic. I think, uh, you know, there have been several themes woven together throughout the week, and today's headline analysis attests to the timeliness of bringing all of it to bear on the current conversation. Now, in Monday's report, Torch Report 500, The Scary Power of Propaganda, I posited that in order to fully grasp the deplorable state of American politics, specifically as it relates to the pivotal 2024 election, uh, it was necessary to reflect on the totality of corruption since Hillary Clinton's historic failure to steal, excuse me, (laughs) to steal the 2016 election at the very minimum, we needed to go back at least that far. The whole implosion of the Trump-Russia collusion narrative, the Mueller investigation and more, all of this I wanted to bring to the forefront of our memory. Now, today, we learn that the FBI has been ordered by a federal judge to hand over the laptop of uh, the DNC, the Democratic National Committee staffer Seth Rich. Seth Rich is a name that many of you may know. Uh, For those in the know, Seth Rich was shot twice in the back on July 10th, 2016, walking back to his home in Washington, D.C. And mystery has swirled around the fact that since he wasn't robbed, nothing was taken off of his person. Uh, All appearances looked like this had the telltale signs of being a political assassination, a.k.a. another Arkanside. And in some circles, it was suspected, i.e. it was known that uh, Seth Rich had been responsible for leaking the DNC emails to WikiLeaks. And these emails corroborated the corrupt collaboration between the DNC and the Clinton campaign to rig the 2020, uh, I'm sorry, 2016 election. And of course, weeks later, he was shot in the back. And years later, uh, there are still no answers. But now, over seven years later, which, of course, that's much longer than the FBI was able to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop. But seven years later, the timing of this judge's demand that Seth Rich's laptop be released is interesting, if not downright suspicious. I mean, what could it possibly mean? And three thoughts kind of crossed my mind when I saw that this morning. The first thought was the judicial system is so impossibly broken and the FBI is so impossibly corrupt that dragging it out over the seven-year period of time and releasing it in the midst of the holiday season is potentially meant to diffuse the impact of the story for the simple fact that most people are too busy and too distracted this time of year to care. Now, the second thought came to me that, you know, given the high-impact stories of today, the stories that are out there like the much-hyped, the great red versus blue state debate that's being hosted by Fox News and Uh, is designed to con the middle of the road, low-information conservative voters, by the way. Uh, That news is out. The death of the infamous Henry Kissinger, a.k.a. China's most valued old friends. Uh, You know, this is out there, and the possibility exists that the timing of the release of this laptop uh, is is meant to really just be buried as quickly as possible by these quote-unquote bigger stories. The third possibility that occurred to me is that given the fact that we are facing unprecedented challenges in overcoming the outright and blatant election fraud ahead of the next election, 
This release could be a warning of sorts to those who seek to subvert the political establishment by airing out their dirty secrets the way that Seth, Seth Rich did. Uh, maybe, just maybe, I don't know. You know, after all, he was uh, shot in the back twice in the most heavily surveilled city in the country, and to this day, quite miraculously, nobody knows who did it or how or why it even happened. The moral of the story here, friends, is do not underestimate the depravity of desperate politicians and their deep state handlers. In this uh, crazy, mixed-up world, anything can happen. Now, Monday's report also addressed the utter farce of the J6 narrative and the release of the footage demonstrating the mostly peaceful insurrection was not what it has been made out to be. Now, keeping in mind that for the last two years, MAGA supporters have been made out to be violent extremists and domestic terrorists, Christian insurrectionists and all that, uh, I think that all of, the, uh, the, all of that propaganda is nothing more than psychological priming for the uh, eventual eradication of political dissent. And we contrast all of that propaganda with the fresh revelations out today that there were, in fact, over 200 FBI agents embedded in the crowd. uh, And in fact, these FBI agents were largely responsible for stoking the violence. And we see, again, a great contrast between what people are being told and what has actually happened. Now, I know as the astute listening audience of The Torch Report knows, none of this is surprising, uh, not to anyone who's been paying attention at all. And again, all of this attests to the scary power of propaganda to warp the very fabric of reality. So similar to the Seth Rich story, I suspect the timing of all of this means that it's going to get little traction, right? The timing of the, the news that there are 200 FBI agents stoking violence, that's going to get little traction. And more than that, since the uh, minds of the majority have already been sufficiently warped, there are just there are going to be too few people who care, too few people who even pay attention, let alone consider the implications of having the FBI really driving the events of J6. So patriots, stay wise. Now, another ironic connection between Torch Report 500 and to do today's news cycle is found in this little passage. I just want to share. Uh, an excerpt from Torch Report 500, it says it would be helpful to recall the ironic timing of the pandemic. Predicted far in advance by Dr. Fauci, Bill Gates, and others privy to the plan. Recall the utterly shocking loss of civil liberties, the destruction of the economy, the relentless fear-inducing propaganda, and how this was all used to justify all manner of authoritarian impulse, not the least of which was tossing the election laws straight out the window. End quote from Torch Report 500. As we'll see here, uh, this, this ties in directly to what's out in the news today. If we consider how the great scandemic helped turn the 2020 elections into the ultimate sham, uh, noting how these scare tactics and the narrative that were happening then seem to have been revived in recent days, I think we should take a look at the headlines. These headlines out today kind of blow me away. Uh, China orders a cover-up of mysterious pneumonia outbreak and bans the word covid Experts warn Europe to prepare for a worst-case scenario over the China outbreak. Viral spread. The European cities most likely to be hit hardest by China's mysterious pneumonia outbreak. Countries around the world prepare for China's pneumonia outbreak to spread. Just 
a little taste of the fear-inducing propaganda that's out there. And I did want to uh, add to these headlines a little bit of the uh, classic visual aids so loved by the propagandists. Uh, You take a look at this picture of the nightmare spread. Hey, friends, by the way, if you're listening on a podcast platform like Spotify, Apple, or iHeartRadio, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com and you'll see this screenshot of the nightmare spread. China's mystery pneumonia outbreak could be coming to these major European cities soon. London, Amsterdam, Frankfurt, and Paris, they're all under peril. Uh, the virus started in China and it's got all the red viruses floating in the background in a big area and a little insert of children and parents huddling together with masks on. And friends, just in case it's not abundantly clear, this is, in fact, the exact same way that they built up the COVID narrative during the start of the last pandemic. And to prove that point, uh, pulling some screenshots from two reputable sources, I I use quotes on reputable there, science.org and The Lancet, uh, going back to January and February 2020, respectively, science.org had... The headline, the world is on alert for a potential spread of a new pneumonia outbreak in China. It's the exact same thing over at the Lancet. Mysterious pneumonia outbreak in China. Again, the exact same thing. The outbreak of viral pneumonia with unknown cause. And seeing these exact same patterns in language and even actually the identical spacing in the release of the propaganda, all of this I find very disturbing. Could they really be ramping up another planned pandemic? Could this really be another mysterious pneumonia that turns out to have origins in some dank and dingy Chinese biolab? I don't know, you know. But unfortunately, just as we've seen with the Seth Rich story and the J6 narrative and the Fedsurrection, at this point in history, friends, it appears to me, at least, that anything is possible. And that brings me to... Yet another interesting coincidence that I came across in my research today. It was a video clip of Bill Gates praising the Chinese Communist Party for their fairly authoritarian response to the last pandemic. Says Bill Gates, and I quote, Well, there may have been a lot of individual rights that were violated there, but the overall effect that they achieved is kind of amazing, period, end quote. Well, there was gross authoritarian violations of individual rights, but, you know, it was a kind of amazing. And in the clip of Bill Gates, the the clip to the video is in the report today, Gates is making an off-cuff remark about how these authoritarian tactics paved the way for other countries to deploy the same strategies. Never before in the study of epidemiology than anybody ever suggest masking up and locking down entire populations was going to stop the spread of disease. But since the CCP, authoritarian Chinese Communist Party, did it, then countries all around the world did it, largely because the World Health Organization was exalting the CCP as leading the way <clears throat> and all of these you know, amazing kind of results that they were achieving. But in that clip, Bill Gates says this, quote, gosh, I wish we had practice for this because it's such a novel idea, period, end quote. You know, gosh, I wish we had practiced for this because it was such a novel idea to lock down and mask up and jab experimental injections into billions of people all around the globe. Friends, that's a direct quote. Gosh, I wish we had practiced for this. It's such a novel idea. And it is, in fact, a straight up 
bald-faced lie. So here's where I want to dig in a little bit today, because for, for Bill Gates to lie through his teeth and say, gosh, I wish we'd practice for it. It's such a novel idea. The point is that it, it, this is precisely what they had practiced. This is precisely what Event 201 was all about. It was a pandemic planning exercise that was conspicuously held in late October 2019, just months before the pandemic kicked off, uh, hosted by none other than Bill and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the John Hopkins Center for Health Security, and the World Economic Forum, among other key players. So basically the A-list global cabal, you know? Now, According to the centerforhealthsecurity.org, that's the John Hopkins centerforhealthsecurity.org, they say this, they say, quote, of Event 201, they say, quote, this training tabletop exercise, uh, ironically held two months before the pandemic, is based on a fictional scenario. The inputs experts used for modeling the potential impact were fictional. It is a teaching and training resource for public health and government officials, period, end quote. Well, gosh, I wish we'd practiced for this because it's such a novel idea. Horseshit! That's exactly what they planned, okay? Exactly what they'd practiced. So if you've, if you've been with me for a while, friends, you, you may also recall that these shysters have already conducted their next planning session for the next pandemic. It was dubbed the catastrophic contagion exercise. It was being rolled out pretty much exact same time last year. Also coming from the Global Cabal's A-list players, you might note how they were using the exact same language in the catastrophic contagion exercise. They said the catastrophic contagion exercise is a training tabletop exercise based on a fictional Scenario, And again, I put a screenshot in there to annotate and show you exactly so you can see with your own eyes. Because, as I say, the torch report is the truth you can trust, not because I ask you to take my word for anything because I'm just an ignorant peasant. But I do an insane amount of research to present this information so you can develop your own informed perspective. So I first detailed the catastrophic contagion event back in December, December 12th, 2022. It was the torch report 257 the anatomy of a psyop. And all of this news cycle today, it has the same fingerprints on it. It's the anatomy of a psyop, which again, rather ironically, in Torch Report 257, the anatomy of a psyop, I was mocking some eye-catching headlines that were out at that time about all of these breakthroughs in nuclear fusion. Oh my gosh, nuclear fusion, woohoo, woohoo! Exactly a year ago, essentially. And today, we find this headline coming out. It says... The United Nations Atomic Chief backs nuclear power at COP28, at the Convention of Parties 28. That's the uh, radical environmental climate crazy extravaganza we were talking about yesterday. And what makes this headline about the UN chief backing nuclear power so fantastically ironic is the fact that climate crazies typically despise the idea of using dirty nuclear power because dirty nuclear power has the potential to completely destroy the planet that they so desperately want to protect. And to kind of drive this home, to, to give you a taste of the degree of cerebral whiplash that's on display here, I put a few links for your consideration. Uh, why the Greens hate nuclear power. Environmental activists' nuclear opposition explained. Why so many environmentalists are against nuclear power. 
So having the UN back nuclear power at their premier radical environmentalist extravaganza is on par with having a liberal lawmaker tell Congress that free speech is a free-for-all hellscape. Friends, it is so utterly incongruent with every single premise upon which these people's delicate worldview rests, it necessarily facilitates cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. And, as previously discussed by yours truly at quite some length, this is precisely how they hack the human mind. Intentionally creating cognitive dissonance primes the mind for reprogramming. This is what I see so clearly on display here today. This is paving the way for snow to be black or for those who cherish democracy to suddenly fall in love with their authoritarian overlords. And I know that sounds a little bit crazy, but as crazy as it sounds, I want to point to some fawning research uh, over at the NIH.gov website, okay, for, for the people who love and cherish democracy to fall in love with authoritarians, it seems insane, but fawning research at the NIH has concluded that, quote, the consequences of crisis management by authoritarian governments have not been fully appreciated, period, end quote. Oh my gosh, uh, that sounds exactly like what Bill Gates just said, does it not? You know, I mean, the consequences of crisis management by authoritarian governments have not been fully appreciated. That's exactly what Gates said. That's exactly what Fauci and others have said. Authoritarian governments have not been fully appreciated. Friends, <laughs> I cannot think of anything that is more anti-American than this idea that authoritarian governments have not been fully appreciated. And I suppose that from their warped perspectives, all they need is another crisis to manage in order to boost the public's appreciation of their authoritarian control. And I'm sure, I'm sure it's just some wild-eyed conspiracy, but the suspicious peasant within me suspects that that is exactly what they are going to do, friends. What do you think? I would love to know. Please let me know in the comments below. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, thetorchreport.com. That's thetorchreport.com. Find that little heart, click the heart, and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. Please consider joining the Patriot Club to support this public publication for as little as $7 a month. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with someone. Share it with anyone. Share it with everyone one you know. Get out there and embrace this thrilling, thought-provoking Thursday. Stay wise, friends, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Uh.